guys, thanks for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. You're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. If it sounds like we're screaming, it's probably because we are. Uh, Chris, what are we driving today? We're driving a Hummer, like straight out of the fucking military. Yeah. But it's been done out. It's cooler. Gen 1 Humvee, it's an AM general body. Uh, this is the original, man. This thing used to have armor on it. Uh, it was it was used at one point by the military. The reason you can't hear us is because it's been stripped down now. It's an all-aluminum body. Uh, there's obviously, there's no plating in it. Yes, the cover, the cover is the vinyl material. Yeah. If you're flapping in the wind, the doors are the same material. And you have like a plastic window and you sit down with them. This truck compared to what people in the Army actually drive for a 6.5 are two totally different yeah. worlds. So we did an interview months ago uh, with Blair Alvin. Uh, actually, it was for conversion. Yeah. Conversion one that we had It was actually Mike. It was the guy in the shop who right. works on it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. SI diesel. This is the truck we were talking about. And Blair was nice enough to ship it to us and say, yeah, get your ugly, grimy-ass hands on this thing <laughs> and drive it. I want to say 2013, 2014 timeframe, uh, Blair also shipped the truck up to us. It was a little bit different then. It didn't have all these creature comforts. Uh, back then it had the original jump seats. It had the original everything. It was just a Duramax. They stocked Duramax uh, and Allison smashed into this Humvee. And it was awesome. Uh, back then it was super cool. It was a lot of fun. But now, oh my God. One, there's seats. There, there's Corvo seats. These were the original jump seats back when we had it before. And they were atrocious. I mean, back destroyers. Like, it's a sin that we put our military personnel through riding in these pieces of shit. Nonsense. Yeah, it, it, it was nonsense. Uh, now there's a CTS-2 monitor and a bunch of nice little buttons that include a word. <laughs> yeah, uh, the lights work. There's a roof bar light. There's some other rear lights. There's also an actual radio now. There was never a radio in this before, so up top here. It's got a good system. It's got jail audio speakers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty nasty. We'll turn the subs up in a bit here. Um, so it's much more drivable now. It's, it, it feels more comfortable to be in. It's still not practical. Because as you're noticing, we are having to scream just to hear each other three feet away. I love so many Well, part of that, that added noise to this is not just the fact that it's a Duramax under the hood and there's no insulation. We also just got done throwing a Stell 67 G2 turbo on it. So, go ahead. 600 horsepower, right? Yep, Sportsman CP3 stock injectors. It's 588 gears, 37 inch tall tires. I've never been in something. 
mean, it's crazy too because it's like loud. Yeah. If you can see any of this, I'm like patting on the dog box. The turbo is right here. Yeah, it's like three inches. The downpipe's like three inches from my hand. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty insane. It is. It, it doesn't float either. Uh, I will say before, I don't think they did too much of the suspension here differently, but it feels more planted. It feels more grounded right now. Like I'm actually making contact with the road. Yeah. We're driving this thing. Me and uh, me and one of the guys in our day we went to lunch. We're going down this road, and the road was so narrow. That's eight foot wide, right? Like yeah. there was no room. And I'm like, dude, like, you gotta be careful on what roads you take this thing down. I would not take this thing down to downtown Chicago. <laughs> Well, I think you'd have a hard time finding a parking spot, uh, unless you don't mind parking on top of another car. Which we can do that. Yeah. I'll just tell you now that that's almost wide open throttle run. Uh, it sets you back in the seat, huh? Yeah. She's got some snap to it. This thing's fun to drive, but I got a little bit of a headache. We should probably go back to the studio, and we'll do like a recap and talk about the actual truck, the build. Yeah. yeah, we'll dive into some more detail. You don't want to get a chance to get behind the wheel of this thing, though? You know what? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'll let you have your fun. You don't have to try to pull shit off this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Set the guy in a 12 valve, right. Okay, we'll talk about that on the next episode. All right. Back to the studio. All right, guys, we are back in the studio after our Humvee Duramax ride along. Uh, Chris, I got something to tell you. What's up? When you got out of the Humvee, yeah. uh, I went and put JP in it and went and took him for a ride along, too. All right, guys, uh, we are back in the Humvee. I know Chris and I said that we were going to go back to the studio, but when we came back to the studio, I found this schmuck running around. Uh, JP is our coordinator over at Duramax
could tell with that turbo. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I was I was saying when I was out with Chris, uh, and I think I have before that this this new 67, the closest I've ever seen a single turbo come to feeling like twins. Yeah. Uh, we're just there's an endless supply of more. Yeah. I, it, it always feels like they're almost at the edge of what it possibly can do. But you never quite can get there and max it out. Uh, this one's really interesting to me too, though, because it's a much smaller fuel system, and, and I get a lot of guys who think that with a bigger turbo. You're going to need to run more fuel in. And while yeah. that's true, they hit a peak power number. Uh, 100 overs and a 10 mil pump compared to a sportsman pump and stock injectors. What do you think the response difference is with the turbo there? I honestly feel like this drives better than OE. I spent a little bit of time driving the OE trucks, a, a fair amount of the aftermarket stuff, because that's what we have available in the shop. But the amount. It all comes down to how tight we can close those veins into the turbo, and they're they're virtually closed when we're asking when we're asking for those upper those higher percentage VGT uh, number VGT vein actuation yeah. numbers. So like honestly, this uh it has better throttle response than my than my stock 6.4 liter power stroke. It's uh. Pretty good. No, I like. Uh, I really like it. It's a pleasure. Like right now, that was 30% throttle, maybe. Yeah. And it was. It drives good. It drives good. And yeah, you're right about that. Uh, that upper level horsepower number. You only need that if you're trying to max the turbo out. But we, the majority of the trucks in the shop, unless the engine's built, can't even come close to touching the power limit. Yeah, with having such a high ceiling on it, it's nice because you can look at throwing it on a stock wheel truck and build later. Right. You know, you, you can have this kind of a grow into a turbo. Uh, whereas then if you never plan on building the engine, you probably don't need this charge. You probably can go with a 64 and shape hole when you got it. Yeah, we're going to go right here again. Um, after you turn and you're straight, go ahead and, uh, you know, get on the little bit. Have, have a little fun. Keep it on the road. We'll try. Make sure people can't get in, right? Yeah. So whenever a soldier refers to being outside 
you could probably tell that this recording is much clearer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, amazing. That thing is obnoxious inside. Oh, it's screaming. Yeah, like, the whole time. Uh, Scottsdale, the Apache, Brett's truck. That's the worst. This one that is takes like the cake. Times those by three. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. Easy. But I do want you know I was I was there was a lack of engagement on my end, but I want to emphasize that thing's fast, like quick fast, like yeah. that thing just goes. It drives. Now I'm contradicting myself. The thing drives amazing. Like it drives really well. If you're easy on the throttle, like if you don't snap the throttle, it drives totally fine. Like it drives like totally fine. You Nick and I were talking the other day, and we came up with the perfect the perfect description. It's the most in practical and practical vehicle to have. Right. Done. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Like it can do anything you want it to. Like it's in the fucking war for crying out loud. <laughs> Makes good power. Decent mileage. You know, yeah. you probably can't get it down many side roads in the city, but you know. Yeah, it is not an urban crawler by any means. But uh no. but out here in the suburbs, yeah, we, we yeah, have burbs, some spots man. to have some fun with it. The burbs. Um pretty pretty fun stuff. So so that is um one of the wildest vehicles I've driven. I will also say that. If you're listening to the audio-only version here, we do suggest to check out the YouTube channel. Around the middle of October, we'll have the video produced. You can actually see me and Chris drive it, and then me and JP drive it. When I got in with JP, I let him drive. Oh, man. There, oh. There is a couple. I was just reviewing the GoPro footage, and there is a couple of shots like when he snaps the throttle and like the look on his face. I feel like that picture is worth the thousand words to describe the truck. So there's a reference here that I, I just like thought of. Uh, JP like has a truck. It's his name's Louie, if anyone remembers from an older podcast. And it's like a ninety four seven three two wheel drive power stroke, right? Yeah. I my first diesel was a ninety six power stroke. And I don't remember how slow they were. You know, I've I've uh, had other platforms since then. <laughs> and I just picked up a 2000 excursion, right? It's a it's a buyer seller type scenario. And I got in the truck. I was like, God damn, this thing's slow. Like this thing, it doesn't got its own damn way. Look at the boost gauge. It's got a pillar on it. And it's like making like 16, 17 pounds. I called Ooh. one of my buddies. I'm like, Yo, B Dog, I was like, how much how much boost is like a stock 7.3 make? And he's like, yeah, like 15, 18, depending on air. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I saw anything with the turbo make that type of boost, you know? <laughs> but uh, so for JP's facial expression, now I'm just picturing it because, you know, like oh, I said, yeah. I wasn't there. Um, <laughs> to to go wild. from Louie <laughs> yeah. to the Hummer, uh, literally four or five times the amount of power. Yeah. yeah, 200 horsepower to 600 horsepower I do not want to drive that excursion home today. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate my life. Um, so, yeah, so so the Humvee, a lot of fun. Uh, we said we'd give you guys some more details on it. I think we pretty much ran it down after I was reviewing some of the footage here. Yeah. Uh, it's a 2006 LBZ six-speed Allison. It does have a tap shifter built in there. Trans. Although, Yeah, built trans. Built trans. Uh, it does have the tap shift tap shift portion of the column. It, it's, it's, got like a, it's got a plus or minus. Right. It's right? Got like, a plus or you're minus trying to party button. or not. Like, yeah. what, what do you want? Uh, we are running Duramax tuner, DSP5 tuning on it. King Tunes. King Tunes. It has- uh, Stock injectors and a sportsman yep, pump, I want to yep, say. Yep, And then it has our new uh, Stealth 67 G2 VVT on it. Yep. Talk about a turbocharger that- So I had the luxury of driving that truck literally two days before our ride-along, stock yeah. turbo. And then we were in it with the Stealth VVT. And you know, granted, I didn't drive it, but I experienced it. I felt it. That turbocharger comes to life, and I can be confident in saying very similar to stock. Yeah, so and it I, sounds nasty. I I did get to take the Humvee out for a bunch of photos and driver longs and and other stuff, other media stuff we're doing over at Duramax Tuner with it, uh, with the stock turbo, and obviously you guys saw me driving uh, with the sixty seven G two in it. It is 
it is a difference pretty much on the top end of the truck is what I would say. Um, so the, the top end, it just, I, I said this when I was with JP, but it, it's similar to a twin kit where it just feels like there's always more air on tap. It feels like there's always could keep pulling away. So that was a lot of fun in it. Um, other than that, some of the other really cool stuff is uh, the intercooler and fan stacking. So when Blair dropped the truck off and I was looking at it, I'm like, this is the coolest thing. Well, I looked like an uneducated idiot because I'd never seen what a factory Hummer stacking looked like. Right. It's very similar. It is, it is very similar. But even so. But XI Diesel, yep. uh, or Blair, the, the owner the of owner. XI. They, uh, that's all fab stuff, first of all. They do. Yep. They, they fab all of their own stuff for these. They, they do a great job on the conversion kits for these. Um, so if you're looking for more info or you're thinking, hey, maybe I want a Humvee, this one is up for sale. Uh, we got a price tag around that $80,000 mark by the time you're done with this build, which if you were going to do one at home on your own, uh, yeah, if you don't pay yourself any labor, you probably could do it cheaper. But if you want something this nice, this professional quality, um, that that's the price tag you're looking at. So I've actually already had a couple inquiries on people being interested. In yeah, it. so um, Nick Pregnance and I were looking the other day on eBay. Um, we're just looking, right? Like, curiosity. You yeah. Know, who knows? Yeah. And Blair, Blair's got Blair's got a shit together on eBay for the oh, Duramax yeah. armored Humvees. Yeah, like, that's his market, and it it was really cool. Like we're scrolling through, looking at all the different Hummers. Nick was educating me on the fact that in 2006 they actually did a Hummer with a Duramax and an Allison, and according to some of the guys at the shop, the best motor ever was put in there. Oh yeah, okay. I, I know <laughs> the, the one fun. guy at the shop. No, who no there's says two because DJ says the same thing. DJ says yeah. okay, and that's okay. the uh, that's the LLY. So they did uh, like a production of 400 units in 06 with an 05 LLY Duramax and true five speed Ellison 1000. Yep, it's called the so Alpha. It's called the Alpha, badass. Yeah. Like everything, dude named Alpha. Like I'm just thinking <laughs> of like I don't know, it's just, that's some manly ass shit. Like dude, I'm dominant because I'm an Alpha. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sweet. Uh, real quick, guys, we do also have a couple of segments I wanted to get to uh, here at the end of the show. Uh, WC Fab sponsors are from Facebook segment. Uh, I have been getting a ton of messages on Facebook and via email. So, guys, please keep sending those over. Paul at DuramaxTuner.com for me. And C. Emke at DuramaxTuner.com for me. So, C E H M K E at DuramaxTuner.com. I was not privileged enough to have an email with my first name as uh, it was already taken by our accountant. So, <laughs> thanks, Chris. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we have gotten a, a bunch of great messages. I actually think we're going to frame out an episode of, like, how old is too old for a truck here in the future. Dude, oh, yeah. Oh, I, a, I know where this is going. I got a guy with an LML with 200000 on it, uh, wow. 2011. And he's like, hey, man, should I, should I start looking to trading in or upgrading? I'm like that's a that's a that's tough, a tough question, yeah. isn't it? That's not just like a simple like, hey, shoot shoot a quick reply, throw this package on it. You really got to think it through. Yeah, uh, we've had some guys ask for our Snapchat. Um, I, I I'm an old fuck. Just so just so everyone knows, I'm uh, on Snapchat right now. I <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Chris. <laughs> well, I always do live stories uh, on our. I do live recordings of our on my story of our recordings. And I, I have a lot of people that follow me. And I just learned what live stories are. So yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, I do if you have go a Snapchat. To, if you go to my Instagram, you go on my IG handle, I actually have my Snapchat handle on there for people to follow me. Go ahead, plug it. What's your IG handle? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what my IG handle is. So, have to look so at you that. want them to but look my you name, up on Instagram, but my which name, you don't know. But my name on Snapchat is Chris underscore Emke. Simple as that. And I have some podcast rec- 
listeners that follow me on there and they're like, hey, what did you do this this weekend? What'd you do with this recording? Why did you buy that mint blue Cummins? I don't know. I just like to do stuff and I show people what I do in my spare time. Nobody said mint. Yes. The no, mint, no, mint green. Mint green. Mint green. Mint green because it's green. like aqua. That is so the color. in the light. Okay. Yeah. So when it I is, have. It is a hideous color, that 12 valve. I, I, I call it the Easter egg because of the color and it is mint, literally. <laughs> so that's where we got. Jesus. Uh, Greg Ross, big shout out to you for sending a couple of messages here. I'm just going to grab the last one. Uh, what's your guys' opinion on water meth kit? Seems like a good idea for longevity and a little boost in MPGs and power. Maybe do an episode on it. Uh, and do you think it would help emissions as well? Ooh, what's your take on this, Paul? Uh, okay, so here, here's what I always say about water meth kits. Number one, out of all the trucks I've ever seen come into Duramax Tuner uh, with a water meth kit installed, less than half of them were operational and working. Okay. So just functionality-wise over all water meth kits, uh, I seem to find that a lot of guys end up having a failure with them or having a problem with them, and then they just never fix them, and they're never going to go in to uninstall them. Okay. So that that's discouraging to me. Now, whether that's because people are buying a popular brand that just is low quality and there's good kits out there that'll last, I don't know. So I'm not an expert when it comes to water meth. Uh, number two, I do have some concerns over potential failures with water meth. Uh, just knowing how water and metal and oxygen react to each other, there's there is some potential for shit to go sideways with running water meth for a long time. Love what you said. That would be my segue, right? Yeah. Um, my philosophy and what I generally tell guys is I don't like putting like a foreign object into my engine. So water meth getting sprayed into the intake or whatever. Um, plus, I personally, I feel like it's a Band-Aid. So if you have a properly set up truck and you have the proper air fuel and you have the proper tuning to go along with that combo, the truck should run just fine. If you're running excessively high EGTs and you want to put a water meth kit on there, I think we're trying to Band-Aid a situation that could be fixed from something else. Well, what about this, Chris? Let me play devil's advocate here. So I've got a twin turbo kit on my truck. I don't feel like my EGTs are too high, but I always What's feel EGTs? like- What's what, EGTs? What are too high EGTs? Now I, I'm going to question you. Now what, I'm going to challenge this. My peak running up Eisenhower Pass, so a really long pass, yep. really steep grade, fully loaded. I'm only hitting like 1,150 degrees, uh, which is ice cold, by That's the way. That's mint. Like that's okay. ideal. But- but I'm like, ah, I'm looking at water meth, man. If it's 11.50 now and water meth could bring me down to 11, is it worth it? If it could bring me down to 10.50, if it could bring me down to 8.50, like if I could lower it from 11.50 at all, shouldn't I do it? So the way I look at it is it's 50 degrees. Uh, I, I would challenge that first of all. Like I would challenge even a 50 degree drop. Granted, when you're reading these tests with these kits, they're not testing it on a truck with compounds, with custom tuning, on a grade, with a load. Right. They're just not. So put it through a real-world test. Yeah. Put it through the real scenario of this is what you would expect, this is what you see. So would you drop 50 degrees? I mean, I can't tell you yes or no. Well, let's just say for sure you would. Let's say it's a guaranteed and in the real world it actually works and you get the 50 degrees. My response to that is honestly... Who fucking cares? You're at 1150. Your truck's no safer, no more powerful, no more efficient. Your fuel mileage, nothing changes by you operating 50, 50 degrees, degrees yeah, lower. Once you're below the threshold of safe, yeah, you're, you're below fine. the threshold yeah. of safe. So 800 degrees or 1200 degrees, I don't see where any more wear is, don't have, is noticeably being worked onto your engine. You don't have the added cost of the kit. You don't have the added cost of the fluid going in. You don't have the added wear of that foreign that foreign object going into the engine and that yep. that's something i'm really big with you yeah know, do it you know natural right air fuel if you can yeah um i will say when i visited the bank's facility the other year um 
the yeah. other year. Yeah, it was like two years ago now. Um, <laughs> he had an amazing display, an amazing description of water meth. Uh, Gail's definitely somebody we have a lot of respect for. I think Chris and I could both say Absolutely. that. Um, he wholeheartedly believes in it. I, I, I won't discredit it and say it's, you know, flat earth theory here. I will say that it's it's not my cup of tea. I just think I, I use this reference with end users when I'm on the phone talking about builds. You could call 10 shops and you're going to get 15 different responses to fulfill what your goals are. So true. Okay. Now, I'm never going to go toe-to-toe with banks with knowledge and data and facts, right? Simply not going to do that. Agree. But I will have the data to back up why I recommend what I recommend. Yeah. Simple as that. Absolutely. So, again, there's different recipes. There's different people that, you know, are going to prefer different setups. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying for me and my truck that I drive sometimes daily and I tow sometimes monthly, I like the setup that I have, and that does not include water meth. So that was a really boring uh, and long, drawn-out explanation from Chris and I Damn. on why we're not huge fans. Of, I'm just joking. Yeah. No, no so dude, that's hey where guys, we stand I just want you to know this is a day-to-day. Paul's a dick. This is also kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, exergies, do's and don'ts. Chris, yeah. you want the do or the don't? Man, you know what? I'm going to do a... I'm gonna do a, a I'm gonna do the don't. So why don't you do the do? Is that so that I go no, you know, first? I'm just gonna go. You know, I'm just gonna go for it. So, <laughs> one of my buddies, Timmy, he's got a 15 LML. Took a while, didn't want to do a lift pump right away, but put the big tunes on there, and he tows in the big tune. Like he's got a yeah. bunch of modified gas cars. Good friend of ours here. Um, calls me in a in a frantic yesterday. Hey man, my truck won't go over 1200 RPM. Rail pressure is dropping. The actual versus desired is way off, dude. Tell me my CP4 didn't fail. I cannot have this right now. All right, well, pull the fuel filter. Well, what's that going to do? Well, if you see some metal debris, I mean, that's easier than getting to the to the improv on the pump. Yeah. Now, what's that going to do? I'm like, don't run the truck, shut it off, check the fuel filter. No, man, I got to get to this way. No, just do it. Like, just do it. Pulls it off, no issues. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you got air in the system. Come to find out he ran the truck to a quarter tank. So... Um, I'm just going to say, make sure that you're over a quarter tank of fuel. Like if you're at a quarter tank, fill it back up. You're driving a $50,000, $60,000 truck. You can easily afford $60,000, $70 worth of fuel. <laughs> and if you're having an issue, <laughs> don't keep driving the fucking truck. <laughs> like, you know, pull it off to the side of the road and figure out what's going on. Don't go and beat on it thinking that it's going to fix something because I'll tell you from experience, I blew a motor up because of that. Yep. So there, there's the do's and the don'ts. Okay, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna emphasize that. Don't there, um, don't don't call into any shop, mm-hmm. reading them gauges that are act that are acting live. Mm-hmm. So so in other words, <laughs> my fuel rail pressure, man, I think it might be off. It's running from about four seven to about five two. Oh, now now it's four nine. Nope, no, no, now it's five one. All right, sir. So you're between four seven and five two. You're good. You're good, and it's also, LB, also LB seven? not helpful. Not helpful no, unless no. it's dramatic. Unless you you can pull desired and actual rail pressure and tell me, hey Paul, I'm flat footed, locked in fourth gear, and I, it's commanding you know twenty nine thousand. It's delivering twelve. Okay, sure, that'll help me. But that it's very rare that calling into any shop and reading them any live gauges is going to help your situation. What you need to do is shut the truck down and get it somewhere. So don't waste your own time, yep. right? You want the truck fixed quickly, efficiently, and correctly. Take care of it. Take care of your end of that. Um, 
Diesel Insights, real quick, sponsored by Duramax Tuner and Calibrated Power. Uh, really cool stuff, man. You've been watching the L5P updates? <sighs> Living it. Literally, Living it. The, R- the guys that are in R&D, some better friends of mine at this point, uh, I've been in the driver's seat of the L5P on a daily. Yeah. We just took the L5P on a 2,000-mile trip out to Virginia. Uh, we sold our Chevy Scottsdale with the Duramax converted into it. And uh, I picked up the the 12 valve that you don't think is so mint from a real close buddy of mine. So um, one of the few tuned L5P trucks in the world right now. And uh, I had the luxury of, you know, driving it 2,000 miles. Yeah. So, yeah. So have you been following the L5P update videos from Diesel yeah, Insights? Yeah, the, the, the video <laughs> updates, just the whole nine yards. Like, I'm living the updates. I'm in it. Uh, we did a turbo teardown with Nick. That yep. was really, really informative. So you actually can see the new custom vein sets. Or yep. I'm sorry, the new veins in, new veins. in the It's a different architecture L5P of the turbos. turbocharger yeah. altogether. The DOC on the back that everybody Crazy. is scared of and think is robbing them of power. Yep. I don't think it is. Um, ah, there's going to be another Diesel Insights coming out soon, I'm sure, where we compare apples to oranges yeah. and... I mean, you know, probably both, apples to apples. Hey, man, but yeah, hey, apples and oranges—they're both sweet, baby. So. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> and a quick heads up, guys: we do also have some L5P transmission updates coming out in our next uh, L5P update. We're hoping yes. to see those out next week early. Yeah. We'll uh, keep an eye on the Duramax Turner YouTube channel. That's all I have for today, Dude, Chris. It's been—it's been a crazy couple weeks. Like ever since the L5P stuff went down. The office is, everyone's been on their toes, whether you're in tuning, customer service, order processing, us, you, yeah, Nick, it, it's It's definitely been a busy time. Not too busy for us to talk to you, though. Please feel free to give us a call over at the shop, 815-568-7920. For today, this has been Paul Wilson. And this is Chris Emke, guys. Thanks for listening. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, PowerStroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and great customer service, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. This is a day-to-day. Paul's a dick. This is also kind of true. <laughs> <laughs>